1: music for bumper music opening music
3: that's what we've been doing
1: <laughs> hey family how's everybody doing yeah we rode the storm out no oh I was, I was watching news last night hey, it's gonna be 60 something tomorrow yay that's so what that's it's supposed to be. Today, today we're supposed to be in the 60s and by wednesday 70, and by Thursday, 73 or maybe four. Oh, hell yeah. And then it quits freezing at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the first day or two we saw snow, that was all right. But then after we had five snows, well, and then we had an inch or two of sleep, and yeah, no. And then ice. <laughs> and then ice. And then cold yeah they can keep that stuff up yonder
3: it's no bueno yeah no well, bueno at all
1: we need to build a better fence to hold that damn cold up north
3: i <laughs> was a santa claus there there oh man that was straight from the north pole
1: i guarantee you that was uh uh yeah it was tough you know <laughs> my phone's blowing up in here <laughs> we come on and everybody's texting me
3: ken that was a great show.
1: Bob right. Lust was so damn good yesterday.
3: Yeah. Worried about the the, the, the shad. <laughs> yeah. Worried about the white bass.
1: Yeah. Oh, white bass, ain't, they ain't going to hurt. A nothing? No. Nah, Is
3: this the stripers?
1: Stripers eat the hell out of, you know, fish. But uh, the, the threadfin shad, it's going to hurt
3: them. One sensitive to the temperatures.
1: Yeah. yeah. When it hits 40 degrees, they die. And I'm going to say, well, I wanted to say when I was talking to Bob yesterday, I wanted to tell him about a sitting out in our camp. We have a fishing camp, Alexander point. And, uh, out in front of us, you know, I was down in the cabins. I'm not down there because I wanted to be down there. I was down there because we had a propane cook stove and in our house, it was all electric. So I'm sitting out there Wednesday morning and I'm watching a Kingfisher and turns just pounding the water, just pounding it. And I'm sitting there, what in the hell are they eating? They're stirring up. Bob Lusk told us the threadfin shad, when they hit, water hits about 40, they go up to the surface, lay on their side, and die, trying to warm up and dive then sink. So they're laying at the surface, and the terns and the kingfishers were eating the hell out of them.
3: It was a buffet.
1: It was. When he said that, I'm sitting there. I understand now. Yes. Light bulb come on. I'm sitting there. Wow. Look at that. He, and I wanted to say that, but we were talking so much and, and visiting and it was just such a great show that wow. Folks, if you missed this, the yesterday show, the great outdoors in the seven to eight hour segment, be sure to tune in, uh, go catch it on podcast. When will that podcast be up?
3: uh five minutes after the show something
1: like that okay oh it's already up then okay so can you catch it so uh catch the podcast and because that that visiting with bob was so informative that was just a great show period we're talking to the guides down at the coast and and in chico and different ones and that was just a
3: good show it's like we missed a week or something yeah i know wait hold on we did didn't we
1: yeah we did we didn't miss a week, I know. I couldn't make it in. And, and then, you know, I started in. I, I crossed Big Sandy, and then I hit that slush. And I no. Hey, and then I was watching an 18-wheeler jackknife in front of me on the road. I can uh, make it in, but I
3: can't make it back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I said, no, I don't think I'm coming in. And, uh, yeah, was, yeah. I'm just glad it thawed out yesterday and, and well, it started thawing Friday and then, there was some, there was a few uh, slick patches yesterday, but it's pretty much open today, Sunday. It was pretty much open, so yeah, uh, folks. If you're out on the road, watch. Uh, there's a lot of ice and snow on the sides of the road still. If you see it out there, well, I don't think you're gonna see any. But if you see a wet road, just understand it's gonna freeze. Well, it froze uh, Saturday night. Eh, it's 40 degrees tonight. Yeah, stuff rose. Yeah, it's all right. You ain't gonna have to worry about it. But just be safe. Uh, we don't. I know we don't get this that very, that often. But wow. And you know, I got tickled with Chico and then Bob also talking about how the ball was dropped by ERCOT and how things just oh how they told the the governor that oh yeah you know five minutes or five days prior to all of this oh yes you don't have to worry we've got everything taken care of oh everything's going to be fine the world's going to be wonderful uh everything will be warm we'll have electricity to sell to other states now maybe they didn't say that
3: but apparently uh, we were moments away from like the whole system shutting down for months they
1: said. Yeah, not they days
3: said. months yeah
1: and it was because the windmills wasn't spinning, but they were spinning in Idaho. Why?
3: Because they know how to deal with ice. Yes. We deal with it every year. Yes. So
1: I think we better start buying the windmills at the Idaho. Idahoans use Idahoans. Is that right? <laughs> I guess. Anyway. <laughs> so i don't know but uh today i'm looking forward here in a minute we're gonna visit with sean then we're gonna visit with uh jerry down deep sea headquarters he had he sent a trip out yesterday so he's gonna tell us about how the fishing was then chico again ah uh, we may visit with don gordon i'm waiting on hearing from him uh i texted him this morning and then we're gonna have macy Ledbetter. we're gonna talk about deer what we, you know, did we lose deer in this cold weather? If we was feeding them, we didn't. Now, Axis, uh, the exotics, did we lose some? I've already seen pictures of piles of Axis deer froze to death in Menard County.
3: Froze it's horrible. to death. It's horrible. Uh,
1: so, yeah. You know we we got a you know we're gonna visit about that. In fact, I probably will get Charlie Seal on president of the EWA, the Exotic Wildlife Association, next week, either Saturday or Sunday, so we can talk to him about exotics and the cold weather. But Macy will tell us in the seven o'clock hour a lot about him too, because he does a lot of work with exotics. So. We've got a great show lined up for y'all today so just stick around it's gonna be fun I just hope everybody's warm now I hope I'd be tickled to death when everybody gets fresh water in the house and it'll be so wonderful when it hits 65 degrees <laughs> and it's sunshine and it's warm and I don't want I don't want four or five more days of the weather like we had. I don't want that. Yeah, y'all can have it up north. I think that's stuff for South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Utah. Uh, yeah, Colorado, Wyoming. That's stuff for that country. I go there to hunt. We make it <laughs> yeah, we make it through December. I got to get out of here, family. Everything we got to thank Callahan's General right, Store. Got to thank y'all. We'll see y'all on the other side. Thank you, Callahan. It's the
4: coldest time of winter. And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California If we make it through December we'll be fine Got laid off down at the factory, and their timing's not the greatest in the world.
5: Come on. Let's lay it down, no one's around.
6: Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman, here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milo. Hey, man.
5: What's going on? Hi. What's the good word?
1: Good word is we're headed up north now, and it's warmed up up, up there. It's not near as cold as it was last week or earlier this week, and uh, and we're going to visit with Sean up there. Good morning, Sean. Have you warmed up?
7: Um, uh, Very little. <laughs>
1: Are you on the water fishing? Are you fishing tough, man?
7: <laughs> I, no, but uh, let me tell you, they we saw pictures of a video a couple days ago of the river on Belton, completely solid, solid all the way across.
1: Ice of, all the ice. way across. Yep. <laughs> Snow all over the top of it. Yep. It, it brought... <laughs>
7: Yeah, people, no. I, I ain't that mad at them fish to go out there and hang out on the ice.
1: <laughs> I wonder what, you know, I had Bob on, Lusk on yesterday, and I never even thought about asking him if his cold will hurt, and it probably won't hurt uh, zebra mussels.
7: I, you're probably correct on that. It may not because uh-huh. of the northern lakes, you know, they freeze up yeah. year-round, and they
1: still have them. Yeah. So it yeah. probably don't. Yeah, they started in in Lake Erie, and they're from, yeah, Russia, Eurasia is where they're from, <laughs> so I'm going to lay odds. Cold weather don't hurt them. No, probably yeah. not. It it hurts us more than Oh, man. It, <laughs> it hurt us. <laughs> I mean, I still have bones hurting. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't want to see no more snow for a while unless uh, it's on a picture. Ain't that the truth? You know. Uh, it it probably got a lot of uh, you know people taking dicks. You know, how many how many snows did we have? How many snowstorms did we have? Eric says five. We had
3: five winter storms come through.
1: Five winter yeah. storms. And yeah, we, and we could take different shots of different storms and then put that on your your Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look here. This is Texas, and this is five different storms that ain't texas yeah it is yeah it It don't snow
7: (laughs) that old saying is maybe we got rid of some of them bugs
1: i got a feeling we killed a bunch of bugs Uh, (laughs) let me uh talking about that in fact i should tolerate john swan uh my bees how'd your bees do I haven't opened them up. I'm waiting until either Wednesday or Thursday to open them up and check them, because now in this cold weather, like what is right now, or what we were having, you know, the last few days or last week, the whole yeah. damn week, uh, twenty-four yeah. hours each day of a freezing. Yeah. Uh, what they do is they will clump up around the queen and the brood, uh, the the their babies and they vibrate their wing muscles. They don't fly. They just vibrate their wing muscles, and they'll heat that, 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 hunk, that hive up to about 98 degrees doing that. Wow. And now what happens, they better have plenty of food, especially at this long because they have to eat, but now it doesn't take as much energy to vibrate as it do to, does to fly. So if they
3: run wow. out of food, don't they start throwing people out? Yeah, Drones. get out.
1: Well, what happens is you'll when you open up the hive to check the colony, and you look in there, and there's no bees crawling around top of the frames. Then you pull up the uh, the brood box, your big deep box, and all the bees are in one little pile laying on the bottom where they all died. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll all when they die, they die. Now. They may they may die of starvation because they just can't move. It's they're so cold they can't. They may be a frame of honey right beside them, and they'll mm. still die right there because they can't. They're too cold to move to get to that honey. Wow! Oh, it, I, I'm having more fun learning about the bees. You know, uh, I did this for fun but I'm learning so much check out the hive jaff <laughs> I had to throw that in there that's our podcast <laughs> but uh there ain't nothing wrong with that no it's it's so much fun to to mess with these bees and learn and then uh <laughs> Sean said hey we're supposed to be talking fishing I'm gonna talk bees then, <laughs> there ain't much fishing to talk about I right know in it, it, fact that <laughs> it's starting to
7: warm up now maybe it'll be good in the next day oh maybe. this this we'll start next
1: eating. yeah this next week is supposed to be uh real warm i think by thursday we're supposed to be in the 70s
7: Yeah, I seen on the news this morning that they're talking Wednesday
1: could be 72 degrees. Oh, ain't that wonderful? Wasn't
7: that the happiest thing you ever saw? (laughs) Yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel is
1: here. Oh, it's here. Oh, yesterday, or or, when I saw Thursday when the lights come on in the house, after they've been off since 1030 Sunday night and the lights come on. uh, Oh, look at that. Ain't that the wonderfulest thing you ever saw in your life? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. Uh,
3: 60 years was, ago, our yeah. grandparents living in the country were like, what's going on with you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, my dad, no, my daddy would have done that. You know, we had a wood stove in our house. That's what well, my grandma kid, and We had a yeah. wood stove, and, and that's what kept everybody warm. But no, on bees, to. You know, bees get mites, which is a another bug on a bug, and it will kill that bug. So you have to figure out. Okay, uh, I got to come up with a poison to kill the mite. That so,
3: but do they get the mite because they're too weak to defend it themselves from it? No, oh, mites it are
1: they're like a flea or a tick. Oh, no, just a parasite. Yeah, they're just a parasite, and what they eat on is the fat that's in the bee. And uh, huh. oh. Then you, when they get mites, uh, that's especially if they have mites in the winter, and you get a spell like we just come off of. Now you'll lose a lot of bees because mites make them weak, and you'll lose a lot of bees. So what you have to figure, okay, I've got to put this in to kill the mites, which is a bug, but I don't want to put too much of it in to kill. It'll kill the bees, which is a bug. Some you say, oh, oh, that's the damnedest thing you ever learned about. But you know, it's it's so much fun, and there's so many people doing it now. And on the Hive Jive, we have listeners that listen to the podcast all over the world. I mean, we have them in Australia, in Austria, New Zealand, and and now Eric, since we have them listen to the Hive Jive, they listen to the Sunday sportsmen and the great outdoors also because they like to listen to us <laughs> all over the world oh yeah
3: wow, we are we're more than nationwide
6: we're,
1: we're just like zz top
3: we're worldwide now we're worldwide <laughs> we're just nationwide <laughs>
1: nationwide yep <laughs> so are you going fishing later in the week i
7: think i'm gonna try to go out in the next day or two um i was gonna go out this morning for a little bit but i figured I'll let it warm up a little bit more.
1: That way everything can thaw out. Well, instead of you going fishing to set today, why don't you load Misty up and take her and get her a Dairy Queen, get her a Hunger Buster. It's a large, large onion ring. I ain't buying her no blizzard. No. Peanut Butter Parfait. We've already had enough blizzards. Yeah, Peanut Butter Parfait, that would be all right. Hey, that does sound pretty good right now. Yeah, it does, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, brother, tell them how to find you. I'm fixing to be out of time.
7: Uh, they want my phone number, is 254-702-9218, or they can email me, SeanUSean, at Hotmail.com.
1: Be good, brother. I'll holler at you next week. You bet. Instead of staying cool now, let's stay warm. <laughs> I agree with you there. You know what's going to be bad? Come about July oh. or August, we're going to say, damn, where's some of that cold air that we had back here in February to mix with this heat to make it bearable? I don't think
7: he, I'm not going to say a word.
1: <laughs> we'll holler at you, brother. Be good. All right, buddy. Later. <laughs> well, you know, and folks, if, if if you didn't get to hear the great outdoors yesterday, if you wasn't up and it was too cold and you decided, well, you was going to hang in, stay in bed, well, you can catch it. On the Just go to the podcast, The Great Outdoors and the Sunday Sportsman, and catch yesterday's show, and you can listen to it all on podcast on the uh, iHeart. They're on the Zone, front page. Just put in uh, AM 1300, The Zone, The Great Outdoors, Sunday Sportsman. It'll come up and, and listen to yesterday's show. That was a great show. That was a good show. Here in just a little bit, we're going to visit with, let's see, next will be Jerry down at Deep Sea Headquarters excuse me then we're gonna visit with chico and we visited with twice with chico yesterday two segments and uh but uh yeah it's gonna be fun we'll visit with different ones and uh see what's going on and uh oh we had fun talking to mike young at callahan's general store they'll be closed today but they're open tomorrow get by callahan's get what you need uh, they have everything we need in Texas, I guarantee you, at Callahan's General Store. Oh, plumbers, are you needing somebody to push you? Give me a holler. We'll, we'll get you on the show. We'll get you on the show, and we'll help you, help you get business. Family, we'll see you all on the other side. Y'all be good. And thank you, Callahan. We'll see you all in a little bit, family. Thank you, Callahan.
2: Walls across Texas with you in my arms Waltz across Texas with you Like a story book ending I'm lost in your charm
6: Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsmen Here on Sports Talk AM 1300 The Zone now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylove. Hey, man,
5: hey. what's going on? Hi, hey, what's the good word there?
8: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
6: No purchase necessary. VTW report void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Got out of town on a boat on the Southern Islands. Sailing the reach before a following sea. She was making for the trades on the outside.
1: downhill run coming off the sand dunes off the beaches with the snow cap beaches and snow cap sand dunes what do you think eric i
3: think that's a fantasy
1: <laughs> i don't know it was it snow down there jerry uh just
2: a tiny bit
1: oh well it was, it was uh, enough. Ice. To... okay
2: a little, little, well stairs were covered with ice just a little snow in the corners i saw a picture of galveston beach where it was totally covered with snow
1: okay Oh, we could have skied somewhere on a beach.
2: But I'm i uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not accepting my my free. I, I I took my free seven day trial of Alaska and I I didn't buy it. I'm not taking it. It's over with.
3: You don't want that timeshare? I,
2: I I don't want it. No, I'm done. <laughs> Send it back.
3: I
1: think we I think we're gonna. You know, last night I was watching news and weather come on and they said, oh. It's gonna be sixty something degrees in in uh, Austin. Yeah. Hallelujah! Praise <laughs> the Lord! <laughs> sixty degrees, yeah. And then they said, "Oh, it's gonna be seven degrees on Wednesday and seventy-three or seventy-four on Thursday." I, and I was doing backflips, and I'm big to do backflips. Well,
2: <laughs> just wait till Fourth of July when you're gone. Good Lord, I'd like to see it snow.
1: (laughs) Or just say, damn, you know, maybe we ought to mix some of that weather we had back there in February with this weather and make it all bearable. Why can't it just kind of (laughs) merge?
2: Well, I'm kind of mad. What's mad about? The whole Owens family, Uh all of my bosses have been in Costa Rica for oh, no. 10 days, and they're oh. going to be there for another uh, five or six days. Oh. They missed it all. Oh, they did the Ted Cruz thing, huh? It was it, <laughs> down there. It was 79 <laughs> in the morning and 81 in the afternoon with no clouds.
1: Oh, and they were sending, and they were texting <sighs> you
2: pictures, right? Sending me the pictures of sailfish.
1: Yeah, and they were sitting out there in their Bermuda shorts and their flip flops and their wife beater T-shirts.
2: I gotta, I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta become an owner. <laughs> <I> understand? <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, the cold weather mm-hmm. affected the fishing a little bit. Did it? We caught our fish. Red uh, snapper. Not many. Not many big ones. Red snapper. Mm-hmm. Not many big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't quite get a limit, but we had a lot of fish. Very nice okay. catch,
9: okay. you know. Okay.
2: Uh, but uh, it was uh, it was calm. They said it was a beautiful day. Little little chilly. It was still, you know, yeah. in the forties. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but we did, you know, for for the kind of weather we've had, it was pretty darn good. And it'll just get better.
1: What temperature did the water get down there? What's water temperature?
2: In the channel, it got down to 49 and a half. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's, 50, it's 54 today.
1: Okay. What did get to now, in the bays?
2: Now, I don't know up in the back bays. You know, obviously, it was lower than that because we had a pretty good fish kill. Okay. And in the harbor here, I didn't try to take a temperature in the harbor where the water doesn't get to, you know. Right. Many skit doesn't get stirred up and doesn't get to move through. But you know what? The, the, the water in the harbor here looks nice you know it's it's clear right uh you know as far as the harbor goes it's not blue water or anything but it's it's clear green water um so you know it, it we didn't get as much wind as we had it didn't stir it up right. too
1: much right now do you think yeah i haven't run any long trips yet uh, I guess did, did anybody go out and look? For
2: King not, in a, not in a couple of months. I had, uh, I had, a um, I had a, a 60 hour trip schedule for this weekend, but you know, no, I don't think anybody wanted to go. This it week. turns out I probably <laughs> could have gone, but boy, it sure didn't, uh, you know, it didn't look like that, you know, a few days ago and and you know, I had some guys coming from California, so you, you got to make those decisions. Yeah, you did. Yep um and as it turned as it turned out the water probably would have let us go but you know those guys were flying into san antonio well all the flights were canceled in san antonio yesterday right so probably wouldn't have they wouldn't have made it anyhow
1: no no that probably wouldn't have. you know uh,
2: i'm not going to do a long trip in march because of spring break okay we're still kind of expecting to be crowded at spring break i don't you know some of us some schools are canceling spring break, so I don't I don't know. But uh, I'll do uh, a couple in April and a couple in May. I'll start doing some twenty four hour trips in May because uh, we'll have amberjack season, right? Or at least we think we're going to have amberjack season. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have it, and uh, and on those trips we can go out and get amberjack and blackfin tuna. And those trips are usually good. Sometimes they're spectacular.
1: I'm going to have Professor Greg Stuns dr stun's on next month in march yeah uh, he wanted okay. he wanted to move to march because he says i will have everything i will have the red red snapper count i'm going to have everything so he wanted to wait till march so we'll have him on in march and we're going to we're talk
2: hoping about- we have a few changes on that red snapper and and we're kind of divided on what we want you know some people want to be able to keep like three red snapper instead of 2 mm-hmm we would just as well have a longer season. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, maybe even the same two month season we have in the summer, and then a, a month in January or something. Okay. Uh, although this, you know, moving this permit thing has worked out good for us. You know, we uh, we'll fish in state waters mm-hmm. as long as we can still catch the fish in state waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're good with that. Uh, but uh, I'm wondering what they're going to come up on this amberjack because. The way they've got it set up now, of course, you can only keep one amberjack a day, and they've got to be now. I think it's thirty-four inches long. Good gosh! And we catch so many fish just undersized. Yep. Uh, I'm 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 sure they're smarter than I am, and they they know what needs to be done there. I don't know if they need to just hold off a year, shut mm-hmm. it down for a year, or 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 what, you know, they're only mm-hmm. giving us, I think, three months, um, total for the year. And they do it in May and August and September. Well, I think we had our August, September and October this year, okay. I believe. Um, but you know, we, our guys, we fished for them. If somebody had, you know, had a private charter, and really wanted to, but we we're catching so many fish that we had to turn back in two hundred fifty three hundred foot of water, yeah. that's a tough. Yeah. You know, some of those fish don't make it, and we don't like to do that. No, no. Nope. You know, when we know right here in this spot, I'm going to catch, we're going to drop down, and everybody's going to get an amberjack on, and only two or three of them are going to be keepers. Yep. You know, we try to stay away from a hole like that.
9: Yep. I so that.
2: I'm going to be interested to see what, what he says about that. And I don't even know if they realize, you know, that – that's been happening. That's two years in a row. We've caught so many undersized and I'm talking about just barely undersized. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, there's, there's something going on there and, and he'll probably be able to give you an answer yep. on
1: that. Uh, well, we'll, we'll get it all we'll from him. We'll peel it out of him here in a little, well, it'll be next month in March.
2: He, he's he's busy, got so busy. many irons that, and he's got so many irons in the fire. They got something going on. Cobia also oh, yeah. doing some study yep. on cobia. Yep. Um, and, uh, I'll be honest with you. We didn't see as many Cobia this last summer.
1: Yeah. I know snapper. You know, he said, we have so many snapper in Texas waters. It's scary.
2: Snapper were undercounted, in my opinion, by at least 50%. Yep. Yep. You yeah. know, I think there's twice as many red snapper out there at least as is, is what the feds were saying. I mean, when well, we can go with this anywhere with their structure, we can go catch a limit of keeper red snapper
1: okay well, i'm fixing I, I was fixing to tell you music's coming
2: tell them how to find God it, dang already i
1: know we would be asking <laughs> our weekends fly
2: by <laughs> hey we're down here in port Aransas. ranches the weather's getting beautiful folks now's the time to come i think some of the winter texans got mad at it mad at our weather and are leaving so uh, there's plenty of room down here and in, in the restaurants and the hotels i'm at captain kelly's deep sea headquarters Uh, It'll get off the ferry first place on the left. You can't miss it. That giant red pirate ship is there. And we got snapper fishing going on. Give me a call at 361-749-5597.
1: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Talk to you next week.
1: Be good. Bye. We'll talk with you later. Hey, folks, we got to get out of here. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. They're closed today, but they'll be open up tomorrow. You can go get your, your onion plants, your seed potatoes, your... Your fruit and nut trees, your seeds, everything for your garden or your orchard. You can get it at Callahan's. That'll be open tomorrow, Monday, family. Oh, by the way, that is one on the Bastrop Highway. See y'all tomorrow. No, we won't. We'll see you in a few minutes, and we'll be talking to Chico. Thank you, Callahan's, and thank y'all, family. <laughs>
6: Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsmen here on Sports Talk AM 1300, The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylove. Hey,
5: man, what's going on? Hey, what's the good word there?
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Or listen to Santana? <laughs> well, I know what I'd rather. <laughs> listen to Santana or talk to Chico? Yep. I can talk to myself all day. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on a hell of a conversation. Uh, Hey, man, what do you think? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I don't know. Let's go get Mm -hmm. us cold bear. Oh, we got cold over in the truck. Let's go get this cold over. It's stuck in the snow in the back of the truck. Yeah, that's pretty
10: good. Well, you know, like that little intro you have there that's like, hey, man, what's going on? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what, you know, Oye Kumava means. Hey, man,
9: what's going on? <laughs> okay.
10: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, that's a great intro. I'll take it. I'll always take anything from Santana.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've got lot. How many Santana albums have I got? How many does he have, does he have out? Oh, oh no. man. I would bet
10: that guy into the 40s. But maybe, I'm going to think, i would probably got five or six myself, but the original, uh, uh, remember the original, like, Lionhead album? Yeah, had about like a, one. A thousand drawings within the drawings yeah. of the, the Lionhead. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, And but uh, I remember that, and then Abraxas came after that, and, um, you know, Carlos
1: just made this meteoric, you know, he's, he's, he's
10: not really slowed down.
1: Nope. Did, he had one. He did an album. Oh, it's been a few years back with a guy by the name of O. And this guy has a real deep voice that he sings with. And "Monsters yeah. Under the Bed." Monsters Under the Bed. That was one of the songs on that album.
10: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I don't have that one, and I don't really recall it. But I, you know, Supernatural.
1: Eric said. Eric said it was Supernatural 1999 that's when it
10: right. came oh, out. Oh yeah. Okay, well Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in there. He That's the one he did with a lot of different voices. You know, a lot of people think that, that Carlos does the singing, and he doesn't. No. Very rarely do you hear his voice on his records. He, he 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 does his talking with that guitar, so he has great vocalists. Yeah. So yeah.
1: yeah. And an O oh, on that uh Monsters oh, Under the Bed. I think that was I think it was O. Oh, I think that's what the guy called him. just O. Oh, and he's had a really huh. deep voice, and it just, oh, man, it was just so good. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I, 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 I do love me some Santana. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yep. So you, you're surviving
10: any better today? Kate? Oh, you yeah. A little bit better.
1: Oh, yeah. Last night yeah, when I was sure. sitting, I was watching the weather, and they said, oh, it's going to be, uh, 60 something, you know, it was 40 yesterday, and it's going to be 62 or 3 degrees on Sunday. I'm sitting there, oh, happy days, oh, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> and then they said, well, you know, oh, it's going to be 70 Wednesday.
10: And, <laughs> yeah, 44 and 50 was surprisingly warm, and it's usually, it's just usually so cold if we get that. So, it's it you know it's all relative and and now we we get to feel what the northerners have to deal with sometimes. Oh yeah,
1: no wonder I, they want it, to I come down so here. Bad.
10: <laughs> now think about all the snowbirds that came down to Texas
1: to get away from the winter, <laughs> <laughs> and they go on. Damn, it's colder here than it is at home. <laughs> yeah, well that actually
10: did occur. I, I heard somebody talking about it. I don't know who it was, but yeah, it's definitely a uh a phenomena that we're dealing with now but and, you know it's still better than being up there because we oh, yeah. go away and here five days later we complain about well it was about five days of, of cold you know down here i think you probably oh yeah have more but you, you know it's, it, it's, it's, yep, it's it's over it's over we'll see we might get something but we're not going to get that again but uh you know we we we, we were taught a lesson and <laughs> we take were it to heart and
1: Fix some things, you know. So we're gonna fix a few things, but yeah, it's it's all in all, we're Texas. Oh yeah, totally survivable. Yeah. And let's see, the one thing that let's see, is two things. I got to bring up. First off, uh, folks, if you're needing food, if you're needing food, check out feedingtexas dot org. dot org. They'll have all of the different places that they're giving food away uh, from Feeding Texas, whether it's San Antonio, whether it's in Austin. uh, They have different places that you can go get food. But now, also, you know, Chico, uh, I'm having an old man moment. I just went blank i'm I, I had I You had want the,
10: me to bring up you want me to bring up
1: the Bushmeat food bank there you, you go that's you what doing. I was wanting yeah. you to do yep, yeah, that's that's exactly it yeah
10: yeah yeah, no <laughs> and that's, and that's good because you know there's food pantries all around, and there's a the big national effort, there's a the big you know you get the state effort, you know, I've got to tell people it's really good to find the the local pantries in your area, the people that need it that are close to you. That's the one that's easy to feed and to keep supplied. Um, and, you know, also, if, if you're in the need of food, that's the one that's going to help you, yep. you know. So, the, you know, everywhere has them. Here we have a, a local, small, a, a bunch of good ones. Guadalupe County has a good distribution network. San Antonio's doing really good. San Antonio has uh, sanantoniofoodbank.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both if you want to donate or if you need some food, check it out. Also, there's a great app that's uh, foodpantries.org. It's not an app, it's a site, mm-hmm. foodpantries.org. It's the very same thing. It'll give you – it kind of deals with all of them, so it'll give you anything out of your zip code, so it's a good way to find it. And uh, for us, it's uh, Bushmeat Food Bank here on Austin Street. Uh, um, our good friend Chris Maddox is a local musician, and he runs a music store, but he also runs – the local food pantry out of that he, he runs that little um, uh, I guess it's a strip mall, a strip uh, center you know with a mm-hmm. lot of buildings in it, so he runs the pantry out so, of there and uh, and has a good network for distributing uh, a lot of hog meat so
1: what you're saying is and, if you're needing a, a set of guitar strings or a pig's head to make tamales, go see Chris. Yeah,
10: check him out, check him out. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I, I bring it up because, you know, you got to oh, know business, businesses that do support oh, that, Oh, yeah, and, yeah.
10: And and he doesn't, he, you know, he won't do that. If you'll notice when you talk to him about it, he won't bring it up. I know, I have to drag
1: it out of him every time I have him on the show. Right,
10: and I'm like, you know, get people to come in and say hi to you, and, and, and they do, you know, and, and when people see what they're doing there, you know, he has people bring he's, uh, eggs, and, um, and he's got the guy needs ammunition, corn, um, traps. He's found a network of people to help him, um, you know, uh, process the meat, and it's working pretty good. It, you know, it can never be perfect, but in times like these, it's going to be strained, and, and that's what's happening. There's plenty of yep. hungry people in yeah. Texas. And, we... and before we do anything, we can all do something. We can, other than complain about what's going on or try to twist around the politics, we can go and help the food banks. Yep.
1: In Texas, we take care of Texans. Right, right. Yep. That's it. I know yeah, yeah. Last yesterday I didn't have time for you to tell everything. Tell, every, tell them where they can find you if they want to look you up. You can
10: find me again. A good place there is at Bushmeat Food Bank. I help him out on Facebook. Um, also, your page on yep. Facebook. Your page is in and out. Sometimes I'm kind of like watching in there and, and being a part of that. And the original Keep Austin Fishing on Facebook as well as my own uh channel on uh YouTube which is Frixtex F R I X T X. And we got music, we got we got fishing, we got cooking, lots of cooking stuff. And and on Ken's channels we've got a bunch of cooking yeah, stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah. As well as oh I got stuff there, there we've been filming for everybody. Working right now with some stuff with Bob Lusk and that's that's you're gonna see that after the first of the year and yep. get a good chance to take those classes. Sitting in your own
1: home. Yep. That's it. You can go. And then Bob well, Lusk is. Pon, pond boss. Yeah, pond boss. Oh, yeah. We had him on for three segments last, uh, yesterday, and that was such a good boss, show. That was so yeah. good. I mean, he he is the dean of. He's the wizard of water, the dean of higher pondology. Brother, I got to run out. Of, I got to get. Well, thanks, Ken. Anytime you need me, I'm here. You know that, brother. You know it. I appreciate it. And be good. And, uh. Uh, make something with some uh, New Mexico chilies. I,
10: I got it going tonight. You know, we're, we're doing green chili cheeseburgers, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> that, sound, oh that sounds good. What's that? Uh, the tamales we made that time. The chicken, uh, we tore the chicken up, made the... Uh... Oh,
10: the enchiladas. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. Go look for that up on your page, yeah. which is on uh, Ken, Ken Milam's The Great Outdoors. we got a great enchilada recipe. As well
1: as how to prep your chili. Check yep. it out, friends. Appreciate it, brother. Anytime, <laughs> Be good. Hey, family, we got to get out of here. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. We got to thank y'all. Family, we'll see y'all on the other side. Thank you, Callahan. Y'all be good.
9: guitar
1: Dwight Oakham. I like that song. Oh, you talking about now polishing a belt buckle on that that one there. Now, you can polish a belt buckle on that. Now, oh, you guys, uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a little off on that. should I be talking about polishing belt buckles while you're on the dance floor? I guess. <laughs> Eric's there. Other than I polishing poles, I guess. I ain't so. stepping in that. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, family, we've had a great show. We visited with uh, Sean and Jerry. But then again, and- your,
3: your wife may be wondering who polished that uh, buckle for you there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, hey, dear. Uh, let's go dancing tonight. I need to get my belt buckle polished. <laughs> now we will stop there before I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh we've had a great show it uh, now yesterday's show was wow that was out of the park good Bob Lusk was good I'm looking forward to the next three segments we're going to have Macy Ledbetter and I want to visit with Macy about uh you know what we need to be doing with our white tail in this cold weather hey, you know we've got some pet deer around the house and i've been feeding a fool out of them i've been pouring the corn to them pouring the protein to them and they were licking it up and then i think they're out there beating on the door when i don't when i forget to it was too cold to go out and feed they're out there knock 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 knock, knock. hey uh, alms for the poor alms alms <laughs> okay let me go hey out you there. with the thumbs yeah get yeah, over here yeah come on get bring us something to eat and the other day was uh, my wife was out there, and uh, we got one doe. She, uh, she, she was raised by the neighbors. Her name is Cookie. She dearly loves cookies. So chocolate chip, by the way, is her favorite. So uh, uh, if you're out there and you got a sack and you run, in a plastic bag, and she thinks it's cookies, and you rustle it a little bit, she will run over you to get to you to eat her cookies. So i was out there and i put corn out and i put protein out and she'd eat all the corn wouldn't touch that protein yeah sunday it got cold she tried the protein monday it got colder she ate every damn bit of the protein ate it all ate all the corn ate a protein and then ever since then all the protein's gone every time i put it out i put it i got a trough i put it in and they've been eating that protein eating that corn and you know you feel sorry for wildlife i've been we've been feeding the birds the doves and uh we've been finding uh the little uh wrens not wrens uh oh finches not a finch the the, the ones that just they'll move into martin houses i can't think of the swallows the swallows we've been finding them dead uh, in this cold, it would be just dead on laying on the ground and our, we'll see the cat crawl, carrying one across and, uh, across the road. Yep. Yeah, that one died one way or the other. It might've been too slow, too cold to be fast. But anyway, uh, but this cold weather has been tough on wildlife. And that's one thing I want to visit with Macy about. And, you know, yeah, I just thought, we've been open on this segment and I I was sitting there thinking, dang, who could I get? who could I?" I should have hollered at John Swan? It would have been good to visit with John, you know, on our podcast, the hive jive. We, uh, we talk bees. Well, we've been talking cold weather and bees. And a lot of people have on my Facebook, they're always talking to me and well, Ken, how are the bees doing this cold weather? Oh, they do fine. As long as you got, they got plenty of stores and and uh, everything's good. Well, how do they stay warm? I'm sitting there. Oh, uh, you know, sometimes bee heat. Yeah. Uh, I, I said, do I want to be a smart Alec and say, oh, well, they turn their heaters on. Uh, what they do is they vibrate their wing muscles. They cluster up in a big ball around the brood and around the queen, and they vibrate their wing muscles. They, they don't fly, they just vibrate. They're in big ball, and they can create up to over 100 degrees doing that. But that that uh, colony will make that hive, the box, about 98 degrees. They'll keep it at 98 to 99 degrees pretty much all the time. Even, you know, if it's 12 degrees outside, they'll keep it warm. Uh, and as, uh, up north, they insulate them. They put a lot of insulation around them and, uh, they have to have plenty of food. Uh, if they don't have the food, they die. They starve to death and they'll die. So, and food of course is honey. So here in Texas, we have the brood box. If you'll look at, uh, you know, bees of the boxes out there, the white boxes or some of them I paint mine, mine are different colors, but uh, you'll see a deep box on the bottom usually. And then there'll be a medium, which is uh, a deep box is almost ten inches deep. The medium is almost seven inches deep, and it'll be on top of that. Now those two boxes are the bees. That belongs to the bees. The the boxes above that that medium, that's on top of that, uh, brood box. The boxes above that the, are yours. for honey. That's yours. The two, the deep and the medium. The bottom two boxes, that's the bees. That is theirs. That's keeps so the them. queen needs her share. Oh, yes. She does need her share, and she needs you know the bees to keep everything warm, to keep everything alive. Uh, it'll be full of honey. Those boxes will be full of honey. They'll be full of pollen. It takes bee bread, which they make the bee bread out of the pollen. That's protein. They, that's what they feed the baby bees. So it is so much fun to, to learn about. Taking care of bees uh, and, and having an apiary. And it, it's work, by the way, guys. It's work. It, I used to think it wasn't as much work, but it's a lot of work. Uh, check out the hive jaff. Yeah,
3: the bees do all the work, right?
1: Bees do all the work. But we have to watch them because uh, you got to make sure that they have enough honey are they making sure they're making enough okay do we need okay we're going into winter do we need to be putting uh sugar water in there do we need to be you know springtime we look at them oh they need a little sugar water they got to go one to one and in the wintertime you go to two to one you make a thicker one or you may need to make a slurry or just put dry sugar on top or make a sugar brick to put on there there's so much you have to learn to know why you want to do this, sugar brick is solid sugar. Uh, that is what you want to be using right now because you don't want no liquid in there because that liquid makes things colder. I mean, it's just check out the Hive Jive, the Hive Jive, our, the podcast. It's on iHeart. It's on anywhere you listen to podcast. The Hive Jive. Uh, it's the bee Podcast. I'm on it, and John Swan is the master beekeeper. He's on it, and we have a lot of fun with it. I uh, guarantee you we do. And John is very informative. In fact, I'll be giving recipes on for long. And uh, I was supposed to give a recipe today. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a recipe. I might give you a chili recipe here close to the end. But uh, next, we're going to be visiting with Macy Ledbetter. And if you want to check him out, springcreekoutdoors.com, springcreekoutdoors.com. You can check him out there. You can probably visit with him. And uh, when I talked to him yesterday or the day before yesterday, he says, Ken, I don't know. I, 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 I turned the pump on. Uh, I'm waiting for everything to thaw out. And then we got to check on pump. We got check on leaks. Uh, I says, Macy, I know exactly what you're talking about. Our electricity's been off. It's been freezing, cold, nasty. Uh, We're going to turn the pumps on and see how much, (laughs) see how many pipes broke. Then we fix everything. We got to get out of here, family. Stick around. We got Macy next. We got to thank Callahan's General Store. They're They're not open today, they'll be open tomorrow. Get by and see Callahan's. Tell them we sent you by, family. Macy Ledbetter next. See you in a little bit. Thank you, Callahan.
6: Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsmen here on Sports Talk AM 1300 The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylove. Hey,
5: man, what's going on? Hi, hey, what's the good word there?
2: Country
4: music singers have always been a real close family but lately some of my folks Have disowned a few others and me I guess it's because I kind of changed my direction Lord, I guess I went and
1: Folks, we got Macy Ledbetter on the phone. He's listening to us right now, and uh, he's up there in San Saba County. Now, you think we've been cold? You ought to go to San Saba County on the Colorado River. It's colder than hell there. Good morning, Macy. How are you?
4: Good morning. Uh, I'm thawing out. Yes, sir.
1: (laughs) Uh, Did you get the well turned on? And How many pipes are busted?
4: Um, still counting, actually, yeah, not uh-huh. not uh, not a hundred percent back uh, online yet, but we're we we've got water, we're okay, but we've got work to do.
1: Oh, me and you both. Uh, you know, this thing it caught. Well, I had everything wrapped. I had everything wrapped. I had you know had the polyeth you know the poly pipe. Wrapping on them and had that tightened up. Then some places I even put uh, fiberglass insulation around everything and the poly and made sure. I said, I'm not going to be caught. I'm not going to have frozen pipes. Had everything opened up, dripping, and I work on well just like you. Like, how many rural people do they have well water? And then what the hell? ERCOT dropped the ball. (laughs) yeah
4: right they're getting some really bad publicity uh rightly so but yep. golly you know we, we were prepared too we saw this coming uh, of course not to severity but we we had the bathtub full of water we had all of our drinking containers yep. full of water so you know we we were about as ready as we could get we had uh food prepared we have a uh, our, our cupboard stays pretty yep. well stocked so you know it, it was kind of like camping in Colorado yep, for that, us. And that's what I mean we we were we were dry. Obviously, we mm-hmm. had, we had a good house and I had a couple of propane heaters, you know, we, we didn't we didn't stay warm, but we didn't yeah. freeze to death either. Yeah. So we we were a lot better off than most because like I say, I just kind of felt like we were camping in Colorado on a elk hunt.
1: And that's exactly what it was. I told my wife I said we're just camping out. That's all this is. I'm you know, I'm sleeping in my sleeping bag at night because we didn't have gas. Now what we did was finally we went down in our house. We don't have propane. It's all electric. So finally we went down to one of the cabins, our fishing cabins, and uh, it's propane cook stove. And we were using that in the daytime. We'd go down there to warm up and then go back home to sleep. And, and, uh, my wife I says yeah we ought to have some quilts around here somewhere we ought to have a bunch of quilts and I got in her her closet where she keeps all the bedding and I found those quilts from her grandmother and her great grandmother and started pulling them out and put them on the bed you know we were talking yesterday about when we were kids country people understand cold Our family, you know, people that were raised in the country, they understand it. Wood stoves, quilts, how to put blankets on. People that are raised in the cities, maybe not. They understand cold, but do they understand how to stay warm? Eric jumped up. Do they understand that, Eric? I
3: thought they had, like, radiators or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't know.
4: <laughs> well, I know one thing. Everybody learned a valuable lesson, lesson about being, say, monoculture, you know, relying on one source. Yep. And in this case, electric. Yep. So, you know, natural gas, propane, wood, and electricity is a pretty good combination. You're always going to have one or two, you know, standbys. But, you know, if you're 100% anything, whew, you, yep. you just learned a hard lesson.
1: Uh, uh, one of the guys that I, we I visit with pretty regular on his, uh, Facebook, he put, uh, Hey guys, how how you liking them electric cars now? And I, I like that one. Right. <laughs> Couldn't charge those charge electric these, cars.
4: Yeah. We can't even heat our house. How are we going to charge all these bazillion electric cars? <laughs> and then,
1: uh, I saw another one put up on a Facebook, uh, a, a helicopter, above a windmill out in West Texas dumping uh de icer that is made from fossil fuels. The helicopter was being powered by fossil fuel. The <laughs> the 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 windmill was made by with fossil fuel and they're dumping de on them to get them to where they can spin that was made by fossil fuel now where does all of this it, i mean something just ain't right there <laughs>
4: exactly right. But, it's like uh, putting lipstick on a pig you know it, it, it's it's pretty but it's still a pig it's still, a pig it's still a pig
1: now talking about pigs how did they fare in this cold weather Wow. I actually,
4: yeah, I actually heard heard of reports of a few being found dead. Now, really? pigs are, a lot, yeah, pigs are a lot smarter than than some people. They'll yeah. pile up, yeah, they you really. know, they, they they'll pile up on each other. So I think the few that have been found were, you know, likely young male, mm-hmm. you know, little boars that yep. were, you know, ostracized from the family unit, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I found some white-tailed deer on my own ranch here in northern San Saba, I found a couple of young deer. Uh, again, last year's fawn. You know, mm-hmm. some people call them yearlings. They're not quite a yearling, mm-hmm. but they're also not really a fawn. You know, right. what, what, what is he this time of year? But anyway, buck fawns, uh, again, they're singular. they they're been kicked out of their, you know, their, their their family group. Other bucks have displaced them. So these little bitty bucks are just trying to find a place to be and didn't work out for a for a couple of them mm-hmm. um of course exotic animals took it really hard uh Kerrville, fredericksburg ingram rock springs boy they, they they took it hard there's some terrible pictures floating around on the internet uh now that people are able to get out and move around They're you know they're finding a lot of exotic animals and again there's the word exotic mm-hmm. slash non-native so they come from either a desert environment or more temperate environments, so they're not built for winter. Mm-hmm. They're you know they they can, they can they can survive our hot summer months because that's where they came from. Mm-hmm. A lot of them came from India and you know that kind of place. Uh, south africa you know yep. that kind of stuff so, so the heat's not a big deal but the dad gum got a bunch of them and and of course i hate that but you know that's that's why they are not native animals here yep. they don't have the intermuscular fat they don't have the thick hide, they don't have the long hair they just couldn't survive this cold spell so unfortunately there there was a lot of wildlife losses i haven't found any bobwhite quail but i can imagine that i'm there sure there is of, yeah, because I have found red birds, I have yep. found uh,
9: yep.
4: sparrows, I have found field larks. Yep. Um, you know, so if you're finding that, you're you can probably expect to find some quail, maybe some turkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't, I haven't seen it yet, but I have seen photographs where turkeys froze to the tree and died. You know, because it, it, here in San Saba, we had some moisture at night. Right. So you'd wake up in the morning, and it'd all be ice. Well, those turkeys are up in a tree you know, sleeping and they don't move and the ice settles on them and and they literally stick to the tree.
1: I Um, saw on Facebook a picture of a hen that was walking across the road and burn it. And apparently, I don't know if she, she stepped in a puddle of water or ice and froze there. And then I saw a picture of a, we got a break here in just a second. I saw a picture of a rooster on the hood of a car froze to that hood <laughs> wow. they had to go out there and pour hot coffee on them get them both loose <laughs>
4: right, right. <laughs> so,
1: you know this was just caught everybody by it wow it
4: really did yeah it really did we, we We raised chickens, and of course they have a house and oh, yeah. we had we had electric uh, heat in there while mm-hmm. electricity lasted and we only lost one chicken and and she was a very old chicken, yep. so again she she was an elderly chicken, yep. if you would yep uh, but the other two dozen made it in fine fashion yep
1: oh yeah, uh we have eight a small co- coop, and they did fine uh we piled the wood shavings on the floor in the coop where they could get in that. And they just huddled up and just stayed just warm and cozy as they could be. And they'd come out, and every time we'd let them out, here they come out. and uh, But there was a couple of mornings there. They wasn't too eager to get out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they got right
4: back I in just, there. They just come out. Say, I wouldn't
3: need to get out either. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, we, my wife took a crock pot and, and of course we had electricity in there, so we plugged it in. And so they always had, you know, unfrozen water. Yep. They had great water supply up until, you know, electricity went out.
1: Uh, Macy, let's let the station oh I gotta tell you something. We used an aquarium heater in our water in our water dish for There you the, go. Just put it in there and then plugged it up. And it worked great uh, while we had electricity. We got to make a little money at the station. Folks, we're talking to Macy Better Check him out. SpringCreekOutdoors.com. You check him out. So there. And uh, we'll be right back in just a few minutes, Macy, and we'll keep visiting. I want to talk about exotics in this cold weather. And Whitetail. See y'all in a little bit, family.
2: Thank you, Callahan.
10: Pretty kind of, oh. well,
6: Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman here on Sports Talk AM 1300 The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylove. Hey,
5: man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word? <laughs>
1: Rolling down the line. <laughs> Blowing down the road, huh? <laughs> Call me freeze. Hey, folks, we got Macy Ledbetter on the phone right now. Macy, check him out. SpringCreekOutdoors.com. And uh, good morning, Macy. How are you? <laughs> I'm thawing out. Good morning to you. <laughs> I understand that one. Let me tell you, uh, there was several mornings at my house. It was in almost 40 i think the coldest it was 42 one morning in my house (laughs) that's amazing oh it is and i'm still worried about the pipes (laughs) we hadn't turned the hadn't turned the well on yet but we will this evening and see what happens Oh, uh, somebody else a whole lot smaller than me is going to have to crawl underneath that house. That's all I can say.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Draw straws. Yeah. Short straw. <laughs> Pretty yeah.
1: much it. Now, this cold weather, I've got a neighbor raised a, a doe and, as a pet. They caught it as a fawn in a year or two back and, and raised it. Now, she stays at our house because I keep her fed. Uh... Her name is Cookie, and she dearly loves chocolate chip cookies. Now, she'll eat a, a oatmeal, but she don't particularly care for an oatmeal. But <laughs> she will run you down for a chocolate chip.
4: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
1: It is. But uh, I got her to eat before it got cold. She, she'd eat corn, but she wouldn't eat protein. So... I put, I put some protein out and some corn Monday and she ate the corn. And I guess the the, the two or three usually running with her and, uh, she ate the corn and some of the others nibbled on the protein. Well, now Tuesday morning, I walk out there. They ain't no protein, they ain't no corn. Everything's gone. Wednesday morning, same thing. They found out that that protein to keep them a little bit warmer in that corn. I figure,
4: <laughs> right? Pretty, pretty good uh, experiment on their part. Mm-hmm.
1: But now, deer in the pastures. If people aren't feeding, that's kind of tough on them, especially if they're wanting to raise big bucks and the weather's system like this comes through this just knocks them down pretty hard
4: absolutely absolutely this you know a lot of the bucks are are still post-rut um in south texas they're they're still chasing dophons, and so this has hit those bucks at their absolute worst possible time i'm sure as the days go on and people start moving around and go back to the ranch we're going to find some of those deer you know, laying, laying dead. Uh, there's going to be a lot of missing bucks this coming fall. You know how you you you, you pattern mm-hmm. a buck and you say, man, I'm going to watch this deer for next year. And yep. then we do our survey and it's like, man, where'd that buck go? Well, you know, this probably got him. He probably died from this event because again, he's he's lost thirty thirty five percent of his body weight. He has no fat whatsoever uh, because of the rut. And then all of a sudden, you have this weather. And then of course, you have those other folks or those situations that you know once deer season is over with they turn their feeders off or they yep. don't replenish their feeders and so they quit you know out of sight out of mind they load up and go home and something like this shows up and you know it's just it doesn't end well
1: and so, you know with this a lot of people may not be able to make it to the lease or their places yeah. so yeah,
4: uh, yeah just the physical can't get there whether you wanted to or not just couldn't get there
1: so I know, and we talk every time I have you on the show, we talk about uh, time release or timed protein feeders. Uh, I know all season feeders, one second is 1.2 pounds of protein. Well, uh, when you set it up, uh, I'm throwing seven seconds uh, three times a day. So I'm feeding 21 pounds of protein three times uh, in a, a day. So, well, maybe a little more than that. It's probably closer to 25 pounds. But, and, and I know that's not enough, but it helps.
4: Absolutely, it does. Yeah, absolutely. On Sunday, when this thing hit Saturday night, and then Sunday it blew in, I, I was home. And so I went around to all of my corn feeders. And I've already mixed corn with Milo because I'm concerned with birds and that kind of stuff as well. And so I went around to all my feeders. I mean, the north wind's blowing. It was terribly cold, but I had a heater in my pickup, and I had a radio, Mm -hmm. and they didn't. So I went around to every one of my feeders, and I turned them way up Mm -hmm. and just throwing as much feed as, as, you know, I could put on the ground, basically, to, to feed those animals because they knew what was coming, and they had no other alternative. And I knew I had plenty of feeders, and I had plenty of feed in those feeders, so I just cranked up the feed. Uh, the feed times and golly, there were more deer than I've ever seen at some of those feeders. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I guess they were texting their buddies and <laughs> making phone calls. Well, cause I'm yeah. telling you what, they, they, they rallied their, their whole family showed up and, and that, that's what I'm doing it for. Yeah, uh, That's what's called supplemental feeding as opposed to say baiting.
1: And also right now, if you turn those feeders up and you're feeding a lot of deer, and maybe you bring in some deer from the neighbor's place over here that you hadn't seen before, and that buck comes over, and he gets to staying around and gets to eating that you know, protein and that corn. Well, mm-hmm. maybe he'll
4: stay. That's right. That's right. So it, it was amazing to see how fast those animals adapted to it. I mean, it's it, it was almost like they were watching me, and I'm sure some of them were. Well,
1: you know they it. were.
4: Yeah, and then I have four Simmental horned oryx in a in a small pasture by my house because I enjoy watching them. So every day I was feeding them alfalfa hay, actually twice a day, early in the morning, late in the evening. And uh, on the second day, the deer started showing up, and and they, there had never been enough alfalfa around for the deer to even, you know, mess no with fighting with oryx. But on the second day, all of a sudden, these four, five, six deer show up in broad daylight, and they're willing. To go jostle with these oryx with three-foot horns, yeah. they're, they're willing to, you know, put up with that, uh, just for a little bite of alfalfa, but it just amazed me how quickly they got bold. And again, when you're hungry, you'll do oh, a lot yeah. of things, but, you know, uh, a scimitol-horned oryx is, you know, 375, yeah. just say 400 pounds, give or take, and here comes a little 120-pound whitetail, and they were ready to wrestle. <laughs> oh yeah were, you know they, again it was desperate it, it, it hurt my heart to see it but but they got some you know they, yeah. they, they did they did get a little bit in there and so i started throwing a couple of extra uh, squares and you know just trying to help yep. out best i could but i was just amazed two days they they not only did they find it but they were willing to wrestle for it
1: put go to putting some around your chickens you said you had chickens throw some like alfalfa out there those chickens will eat the heck out of it
4: they love it yes, oh yeah sir. yes sir
1: and, but you know, uh, that's, I know we're fixing to be out of time for this segment, but that's something I want to talk about on the other side. Uh, something me and me and, uh, horse used to talk about all the time. Horse, he, he's, he believes in cottonseed. He says cotton seed is some of the best protein for deer because it has the oils. The alfalfa is a hot product when they eat it, it, Creates a lot of heat, which was wonderful for right now. But when when they eat a lot of cottonseed, it doesn't create the heat because it has the oil in it. And he said that cottonseed is the best thing for deer. So let's talk about that in a little bit. You bet. So, folks, I know here in just a little bit, we're going to have to get out of here. we got Macy Ledbetter on. Check him out. SpringCreekOutdoors.com. Macy, how many deer breeders do you work with macy in the state
4: that's a great question i should know it off the top of my head but i'm going to say 40
1: 40 and then then people that just have high fence that they're just raising and then low fence you you have a bunch of those guys too
4: high fence and low fence together i have 306 full-time constant clients high high fence and low fence i I don't know what the separation is you know which it is but i have 306 Full-time deer-related
1: clients, and also, folks, this is something I'm working with Macy, well, with Matt about is how to work your taxes, your county taxes, your school taxes. It, it instead of agriculture, you can use wildlife, and we got to get out of here. I got to get out of here right now. We're talking Macy Ledbetter Spring Got to thank Callahan's General Store. Thank y'all. Macy, we'll talk to you on the other side of this break. We're going to let the station make a little money. We'll see y'all in a little bit, family. Thank you, Callahan. Out
5: my back door is giant doing cartwheels, statue wearing high heels. Look at all the happy creatures dancing on the lawn. Dinosaur controller listening to Buck Owens. Doo, doo, doo.
6: Welcome back to the Sunday Sportsman, here on Sports Talk AM 1300 The Zone. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Mylov.
5: Hey, man, what's going on? Hi, what's the good word there?
8: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Good bumper music. <laughs> hey, folks, we're talking to Macy Ledbetter, Spring creek Check him out if you want to. He uh, might even answer you if you send him an email, but and uh, I know he will if you send him an email. Uh, now, Macy, I just m- mentioned you have Matt, and your boy works part with you or along with you, so. You have several guys that work with you, and you also work at Wildlife Tax Exemption.
4: Yes, sir. And we do a bunch of them all over Texas, all, every region, every ecological area of Texas. So Matt uh, is my son-in-law, and mm-hmm. Wade is my son. And so we have a full-blown family operation. We have three-degreed wildlife biologists and uh, man, we have a truck, and we'll travel. We're not scared. We're <laughs> not scared to drive. So you know, we we will actually be in uh, George West tomorrow, um, and all points in between. Just just next week, we're still catching deer, um, but we're starting to do our tax conversions as as we speak. So as we're traveling from point A to point B, we might be able to stop and knock out two tra- uh, tax conversions on the way.
1: I know we're working with uh, Matt. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're doing we're using the bees with our bees now uh, he did say Ken you can only use tw- you can only use get 20 acres of to take off your tax and I said that's fine we only got 64 acres so we'll be paying you know that's a third of it so that's great and and he said well we can do some other stuff I said great we'll talk about it but uh, in fact I wanted to try to get him on the show once and then uh, he, he said ah uh, macy's got me working too hard i can't get on the show with you that's a little good for you keeps you out of trouble (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) but uh uh you know with this cold weather it's hurting wildlife uh there's so much that we can go out put protein out put make sure we got corn feeders full and the deer you deer hunters that are listening to us you know you know, it's going to warm up this next week. It's going to be in the seventies, Wednesday. It's going to be in the seventies, Thursday, get off your rear end, get in the truck, tell your wife, I got to go make sure my deer's going to be in good shape for this went this next year. You know, I spend a lot of money on this deer lease. I got to go make sure I have deer for next year. And then also you can say, well, also I have to feed the hungry huh, hunters for the hungry folks got to feed the hungry. Now, a minute ago, Macy, we were talking about exotics dying. Right after mm-hmm. that, Hammer, one of our listeners, texted me a picture of a 16-foot utility trailer with a pile of axes mm. on it. Wow. I mean, a pile of them. That's probably 25 or 30.
4: Mm-hmm. Froze,
1: frozen solid, just dead.
4: Yeah. Mm. I'm sitting there. I hate it.
1: Wow. And uh, I'm saying, well, well somebody's but, you know, they don't know how long, I guess, right. if, if they're froze solid. I don't know. I, I ain't going to know.
4: Yeah, and also that that quality of the meat, you know, it sounds like it's a great idea because they're frozen, mm-hmm. but in that last stages of death, you know, th- there's a lot of uh, meat quality issues that's going on. In other words, that animal's it's not just, Real humane. So so the quality of that meat would probably shock you. Okay, okay. Because of the last few stages there. So pro- probably not a good idea, okay. to be real honest with you, because the animal's stressed.
1: Okay. That was in Menard County, and uh, apparently uh, they had a pretty bad ra- round of, of it in Menard. I'm going to try to get Charlie Seal on next week and visit with him. I, you, you gave me an idea. I said, I need to get Charlie on and visit with him.
4: Yeah, that, Charlie would be great. He mm-hmm. he could give you a lot more, especially in in a week's time. He'll be able to have more data, more information, and and probably let you know some good, you know, some good details. Yep. Preliminarily, I can't hardly really talk this morning. I'm so cold. Preliminarily, <laughs> <I understand. laughs> my lips aren't working. Preliminarily, what I'm seeing, of course, this is early on. People are just starting to move around. The black buck antelope probably took it the worst. Really, and then. Yes, sir. And then the axis deer, probably second. Again, I, I'm ranking these just right. on the last two or three days when people are starting to get out right. and starting to see this. So so what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing is black-buck antelope in mass, and then axis deer in areas, especially if you didn't have cedar trees, if you didn't have hills for them uh-huh. to get behind, if you didn't have a creek, if you didn't have a river, if you didn't have very good shelter, what they call thermal cover, right. Um Boy, wiped them out, and then, and then some black buck antelope. Uh, I'm sorry, some scimitar horned oryx, mm-hmm. and then also some nilgai. Guy. Nilgai guy antelope oh. are traditionally found along the King and the Kennedy right. Ranch, along the Gulf Coast, um, and people have been bringing them further and further north. And th- this is why you don't do it. So yep. most people that had their nilgai antelope, which are quite expensive animals, they started bringing them San Antonio, and then started bringing them a Kerrville. Then they started to bring them. You know, to Coleman, and they're gone. Yep. They're gone. So the cold weather got them. And like I say it's not because of animal cruelty. It's mm-hmm. not of something you lacked. It was this animal is not designed, was not designed, is not designed for intramuscular fat. They have a very, very thin hide. They have very, very short hair. They have very small ears. They're, they're designed yep. for desert heat temperatures, yep. And that's why they do so well in Texas. But all of a sudden we had this, you know, once in a blue moon crazy weather, um, and it killed them all, you know, because this was not what they're designed for. But if we had a heat wave of 135 degrees, these animals would flourish. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're designed for the Texas heat. They're not designed for the Texas winters.
1: Yep. Macy, I'm fixing to be out of time. You got about a minute. Tell everybody where they can find you and, if they, and what you do for them.
4: Well, you can find me on the World Wide Web at SpringCreekOutdoors.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram by the same same names. We are a wildlife and habitat consulting company. And if it comes to do with anything ranch-related from taxes to wildlife to fisheries to habitat to lakes and ponds, we can help you. So give me a call, SpringCreekOutdoors.com.
1: Macy Ledbetter, my brother, my friend, I appreciate it. And we always... Always run out of time. I still got questions, but I, we never have enough time. Thank you, my brother.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy.
1: Appreciate it. Be good. That was fun. That was fun, folks. Uh, that was a blast. Well, I hope everybody's listening. You're you're warm now, or you will be a little bit later on today anyway. Uh, the roads have thawed out. You know, give it a little longer. Get out and look around. And, uh, see if you can help a friend, you know, that's one thing that Chico was we talking about. Texans help Texans go check on your older neighbors, go, go visit with them, make sure they got enough water, make sure they got heat, see how they fared through this stuff. You know, this is what we got to do. We got to take care of each other cause they ain't nobody else going to take care of us. We got to take care of each other. So family, if you need anything and, and, uh, and, <laughs> If you need anything for the garden, for the yard, for the farm animals, anything, Callahan's General Store, right down here, 501 on the Bastrop Highway, or 24-7 at Callahan'sGeneralStore.com. Get by there and check them out. There, our sponsor. And uh, I, I've known the Callahan's for years, probably about 50 of them years. But uh, good people, real good people. Oh, heck, I'm older than I I've known them for almost 60 years. Oh, heck. <laughs> I'm getting old. That's all I'll say. My dad traded with them when I was four or five years old. We used to sell uh, sell our animals at the Capital Auction Barn down here where Callahan's is now. And uh, so I've known the Callahan's for a very long time. We've hunted with them. are good people, folks, good people. Uh, get by there and see them. If you need anything, go to Callahan's and get it. Uh, visit with Mike he knows pretty much how to take care of anything they got clothes warm clothes uh, chickens pigs you name it they got it get by there and uh, we had a great show if you missed it you know if you tune in a little late catch a podcast we'll have it up here in just a little while and check out yesterday's podcast the great outdoors family we'll see you next week same back channel, same back place. We gotta thank Callahan's General Store and family. We gotta thank each one of you, Eric. Thank you for making us sound good. Family, we'll see y'all next week. Y'all be good. Stay warm. Thank you. It finally got warm.
5: Bye. Just like a miracle, you have to see the believe.